Hello, everybody, chut chut. Welcome to Tuscan Radio. I'm your host, Drew Gretchen, today. There's a whole lot of Star Wars news to talk about. And I'm reviewing 2008's Star Wars The Clone Wars, the movie, the movie only. Not the show. Not not the show at, at all. Um, it's going to be a short review of the movie just because I don't really want to talk about the movie. Um, now, so let's just start off with the news. There's a lot of big news out there, but we're going to start with this, just good to go chronologically. Uh, Matt Smith was doing some press for his new movie, Last Night in Soho, which is out now in theaters. And he says, so he was asked about his character in Star Wars, his, his rumored character in Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. And this is what he had to say. He, he, he says it was a big, sh- it was a big shift in the history of the franchise. No, there was no costume. There were a couple of meetings to talk about it. So, like, this was... We know the movie started shooting in in August 2019. The Rise of Skywalker. I'm going to guess that these... Or, no, no, no. The movie started shooting in August 2018. August 2018. So, I would probably put these conversations happening about around maybe April, May at the latest, 2018. So, around the time of... When Solo came out. Solo, A Star Wars Story. And that was a long time ago. That was three and a half years ago. <laughs> that, was, that was a long time ago. But not in a galaxy far, far away. So, I really believe... Oh, and, and he, he did go on to say, maybe I can come back. You never know. Uh, he also says, I could not possibly say, but it was a pretty groovy thing. It was a really groovy part and concept. It was a big thing, like, it was a big story detail, like a transformative Star Wars story detail, but never got over the line. Um, the, this, I, I've always believed. Obviously, I, I don't think I believed this when we first heard that he might be in the movie. But, looking back on the, on the film now, two years retrospective... I think it's fairly obvious that Matt Smith was going to play a young Palpatine. That when Palpatine absorbed the life force, as he says, the life force of your bond. A dyad in the force. A power unseen for generations. That, that, that I can just do right there just proves to you guys how well Star Wars fans know Star Wars. Even the movies that we don't necessarily like, we know them by heart, I guess. Or at least I do. And that's not to say, I, I don't think I know the entirety of The Rise of Skywalker by heart, but I I know a lot of scenes in that movie pretty well. So, and that being said, I do think th- there is enjoyment to be had in The Rise of Skywalker. But not as a Star Wars film, especially not as a, as a, you know, the final Star Wars film. I think it's a fun movie, but that's about it. 
But yeah, so I, I think, you know, it's pretty obvious that Matt Smith was going to play. Um, that Matt Smith was going to be playing young Palpatine in The Rise of Skywalker. Uh, you know, guys, this Friday is Disney Plus Day. We can expect a whole lot of Star Wars trailers. And I'm going to say something right here because I'm recording this a few days late. Uh, I, I was busy this weekend, this weekend, guys, so I, I do apologize for that. I'm recording some Monday night, actually. Um, but don't worry, the release date's gonna be changed, make it be on Friday. Um, for those of you who saw the AMC thing, for those of you who don't know, on AMC Theater's website today, they put up tickets for a surprise Disney Plus Star Wars screening, and I've seen a lot of people on the internet freaking out, like, oh my god, we're gonna see the first episode or two of Kenobi or Boba Fett. If you click on the details, if you click on the on the details, you will see that it's a classic movie that's being played. And what's make and what makes it a surprise is that you don't know what Star Wars movie is going to be played until the movie actually starts. So I want you guys to know that going in, for those for those of you who bought tickets, and sort of like lost your mind this this, this morning when you saw that. You, you need to know that you are not seeing new Star Wars content. You are probably seeing a movie that, that you know pr- pretty well. Because I don't want you guys to go in to this screening on fr- to, to these screenings on Friday thinking you're going to see the first two episodes of, of Obi-Wan Kenobi. And then it starts and it's the rise of Skywalker. Okay? Don't. I, I don't want you to think that. Does that that's there, there are gonna be a lot of people who don't know that, and they're going to just they're like no no we're getting Kenobi t- tonight we're getting Kenobi tonight you're you're not you're not. But what movie is playing? Well, what m- movie is playing? So if, if you look at at the site on AMC, there is a runtime listed. That runtime is two hours thirteen minutes. So if we look at Star Wars movie runtimes on on Disney Plus, you can see the. So let's just go through the the order. All right. So the Phantom Menace, and we're going go, going chronological. Phantom Menace is two hours sixteen minutes. It's close. It might be the Phantom Menace that's being shown because we gotta get. Let's try and get as close as we can to that two hours and fourteen minute spot or thirteen minute spot. Attack of the Clones. I'd say that's pretty less likely as it's 2 hours 22 minutes. And again, I don't know if all the theaters are showing the same movie. Um, it's just where I am in, in the suburbs of Chicago. It's it's uh, it's listed as 2 hours 13 minutes. Re- Revenge of the Sith is 2 hours 20 minutes. I, 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 I don't want to do these for all of them. But anyway, the one that, that that's closest is Return of the Jedi because that movie has a runtime of 2 hours 14 minutes. So if I were to put money on it, I'd say that the people who are seeing this on Friday will be seeing Return of the Jedi. I'm not going. I've I've got uh, other stuff going on on Friday. I got a lot of podcasts I got to do. You know, It'd be nice to see a movie in theaters this weekend though. Um, speaking of which, Mar- Marvel fans, if you saw Eternals this weekend, I've got two podcast reviews up right now on another Marvel podcast. Both reviews are very different. I had very different thoughts on 
Eternals the second time I saw it versus when I saw it the first time on Thursday night. So, uh, if you saw Eternals this weekend, you go and check that out. Now streaming the podcast. Uh, Spoiler-filled. Don't worry, I'm not going to bring up any Eternal spoilers on this podcast because I know that it's a brand new movie. Not everyone's seen it. So, but yeah. But anyway, Disney Plus Day is this weekend. Or this Friday. And a lot of us are wondering, what Star Wars trailers could we possibly be seeing? And, and, and I've said this before, but since this is the last podcast before Disney Plus Day, I'm going to do a quick rundown, guys, of what I think we're getting. And I'm going to do these shows in the order in which I think we're going to see them. All right. I think first. Well, first, here's the only thing that's absolutely confirmed by Disney for Friday. Uh, we know that we're getting a new documentary entitled Under the Helmet, the, Bo- the Legacy of Boba Fett. So that will absolutely is the only thing 100% confirmed for this Friday. That being said, I think we will absolutely see trailers. I think we're absolutely going gonna, gonna to see tra- trailers. I think just because it seems like they're branding this as sort of their Disney Investor Day from last year. And they're like, all right, let's do the same thing, you know? So, yeah. So here's what I think. We just got a trailer for the book of Boba Fett, which the uh, my podcast breakdown of that trailer has been out for about a week now. So you guys can, can go and listen to that if you have not already. So I think we're going to be getting a trailer for, or not, not, not a trailer, but maybe a behind-the-scenes sizzle reel with some new footage, possibly. A couple of new shots. I think we're getting that for the book of Boba Fett. I think that that's what we're getting for the book of Boba Fett. Because we, we have a release date set for the show, December 29th. Cannot wait. Uh, I think Andor, I, I think Andor is going to be the next series after the book of Boba Fett. I think with Andor, we're going to be getting a first teaser. We're going to get a first teaser. We're going to get a poster, maybe. I, I put the money on, because usually when we get a teaser, we get a poster also. So I'm going to say we're, we, we, that we're going to get a teaser for Andor and a release date. And again, I think that release date's going to be March 1st. I think March 1st is the release date for Andor. Then, just because that's going to be two weeks after the Book of Boba Fett ends. I think coming up in May, we're going to have Obi-Wan Kenobi. And we're, again, basically I think what it's going to be is going to be like, we're going to get sort of the same sort of pattern we got with the Marvel shows last year, where we got the second trailer for WandaVision. We got the first teaser and release date for the Falcon and Soldier. Loki got a, like a three minute long trailer that they called Eclipse, like a sneak peek at Kenobi or at, at Loki and a release window which was May of 2021. I mean, of course, I got pushed back a little bit, but it doesn't matter now because we've got, gotten the whole season. Um, and then there was a little two-minute-long trailer for What If, and then a short sizzle reel behind the scenes for Ms. Marvel. So 
Kenobi, I think we're going to be getting like a three-minute-long sneak peek. Maybe. I don't know if it's going to be three minutes. I don't know if it's going to be three minutes. Uh, but I say that's possible. I say it's possible. I, I, we will absolutely see Kenobi footage this Friday. Well, along with a release window or release date, maybe. Maybe they'll have a, a finished date for Kenobi, which I think is going to be sometime in late May. I've, you know, I, I know that people are thinking it's going to be May 4th. I just really cannot see them doing the last, like, three episodes of Andor. And um, the first episode of Kenobi on the same day. I, I just don't think that's likely. I could see us getting maybe the last three episodes of Andor. If, 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 it, if it is indeed, like, toward the end of the series. Like, if it's in the middle of the season, I think we might just get two episodes. You know? But if it's, I, I, I could also see us getting the last three. Um, but I, I don't think that they're going to be doing four episodes of live action TV on a, on a single day, especially if it's the last three of one series and the first one of another. I, I, I just can't see that happening. So I think Kenobi's probably late May. Uh, I think we're going to get. A little teaser for the Bad Batch season two. I think that's very possible. Uh, you know, and I think summer twenty twenty two. Sometime in the summer after the end of Kenobi, we're gonna be getting the uh, Bad Batch season two, and then we we might get a little short behind the scenes sizzle reel for the third season of The Mandalorian. I think we could absolutely see something for The Mandalorian Season 3. Just because uh, it, they, they, they've started shooting. I think they're about as far into production now. Because they've been shooting for about 6-7 weeks. I think they're about as far into production now as Ms. Marvel was. When that came out last year. So I really don't know. I, I really don't know what we're going to be getting. But I'd say something like that. And then probably we'll hear about the Mandalorian season three, like coming in fall 2022. There's no way they're going to have a, fin- a full date for that yet. So those are my predictions for the Disney plus day 2021 or yeah, 2021. That, that's what year it is. Um, so we've heard. You've heard some very exciting news. That there's a Star Wars movie that's going to be shooting next year. That Star Wars movie is not Rogue Squadron. It's not Taika Waititi's movie. It's not Kevin Feige's movie. And what we've been hearing is that that movie might be an old Republic movie. And it, might, it could shoot next year. It, it will shoot next year. Because we're also hearing that Rogue Squadron has been delayed indefinitely. I think this is only about a year. I think it's only going to be pushed maybe December 2024. And also what I've heard, what I've heard, is that Disney is seeing how well the start, the first two seasons of Mandalorian done, and they've seen what they're doing uh, with... You know, upcoming shows like Book of Fett, 
Kenobi, Andor, uh, Lando, the Acolyte, Rangers, and Ahsoka. That they're like, all right, let's try and resurrect the annual movie. But they're but what they're doing is they're really taking their time with these new standalone films, and that's also what I'm hearing is that it's not going to be. There aren't any trilogies in development. There's no series. The, these are going to be standalone films. That really don't have that much to do with each other. There might be a crossover here and there just because it's Star Wars. So just like a quick little reference. Um, you know, like seeing two tubes in Solo from Rogue One. You know, just something, just something like that. But I mean, you know, <laughs> an Old Republic movie and a Rogue Squadron movie take place about 5,000 years apart. So there's really no character that could appear in both of those films. But yeah, but that's what I'm that but that's what I'm hearing in an older public movie. I I don't think this is gonna be announced on Friday. I think that we know that next weekend though, next weekend is the weekend of the nineteenth, is D twenty three. And I think that's very possible for an announcement then. Cause this movie's coming out in two years. They kinda have to announce it. So, yeah, older Hulk movie. Let's see what happens. Take it with 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 a grain of salt. Uh, but yeah, Patty Jenkins. Uh, now Rogue Squadron is still happening. It's still happening, and just Patty Jenkins has to go work on on other projects. She is writing and directing, I believe. Well, she, she's at least directing Wonder Woman three with Warner Brothers. And with Paramount, she's directing a Cleopatra movie. And if I'm being honest, as a movie fan, not a Star Wars fan, but as a movie fan, I don't say see that Cleopatra movie. You know? Like, I want her to do that, and then Star Wars, and then Wonder Woman. You know? That's just, that's just me. I, I, I think mo, most pe- people, though, especially who, who, who listen to this podcast, like, do Rogue Squadron, then do Wonder Woman, then do Cleopatra. But yeah, um, I, I do hope that she gets to make this movie because we saw how excited she was about it uh, in that little teaser that she released last year at Disney Investor Day. And she's just telling the story of her her father who died in service of our country and as a fighter pilot. And she's always wanted to tell a great fighter pilot story. And she's very happy that she could do that as a Star Wars film. So... I do hope, I, I really do hope that Pay Jenkins gets to make this movie. I really do. So here's what I think is going to happen. I think that the Patty Jenkins movie, Rogue Squadron, is being moved to, let's just check the release schedule, to maybe the Avatar 3 date, which is Avatar 3, uh, Avatar the Seed Bearer, is December 20th, 2024. I think that's what it could do. But looking at the Avatar movies then, do those move up in the year to maybe June or August or something? Because I, I, th- I, I do really think that Avatar 2 is keeping its date for next year for December 16th, 2022. And I've been saying this for a while. I don't know if I've ever mentioned this on the podcast, but... I'm really not excited for the Avatar sequels. You know, 
just because it's been so insanely long since since the original uh it it will have been 13 years it will have been 13 years and i just think that the i don't believe that the demand is there I really don't believe that the demand is there for more Avatar films. Especially because they're shooting four of them back to back. And two and three are done. They've wrapped shooting. Four and five are filming right now. They've been, four and five have been filming for a year. Over a year. About 14 months. So, yeah, I, I think they're going to move Avatar. I think it would be really funny if it ends up being 13 years between movies. <laughs> I think that would be really funny if, if that's what happens. Um, but, yeah, uh, it looks like there are Star Wars movies right now set for 2022, 2020, or not, not 2022. I mean, unless, you know, we get that droid story thing next year, which I think is possible. If we get... A droid story next year on Disney Plus because that movie's gonna be on Disney Plus, and I do believe that, that is a movie. I do believe that that is a movie because they didn't specify it as a series, and they specified all the others as, as a series. So I believe that a droid story is a movie, and then so that could be next year, and and I do think that will be next year, and twenty twenty three is gonna be this old Republic thing. 2024, hopefully, hopefully 2024 is Rogue Squadron. 2025 is going to be Taika's movie. Maybe 2026, it'll be time for the first of Ryan Johnson's trilogy. 11, no, nine years after it's been announced. Uh, it'll be time for Ryan Johnson's trilogy. Because I would think that this movie that, that you next year is maybe the first of the Ryan Johnson movies. Except for the fact that he's busy with He's in post-production on Knives Out 2 for Netflix, which I love the first Knives Out. I love the first Knives Out. If you've not seen Knives Out, you are doing yourself a disservice. It's it's an absolutely outstanding film. It's an outstanding film. And then he's also in pre-production on Knives Out 3, also with Netflix. So they're going to have that trilogy there. And then I think maybe Johnson's going to move into doing his his, because we know that he's setting up a trilogy, and that he's at least writing and directing the first one. And I do hope that they've learned their lesson, and he's at least writing two and three. I do hope that he's at least writing two and three. I don't necessarily need him to direct, but I need him to write two and three. Because I think that a Ryan Johnson Star Wars movie, where it's all new characters and he gets to make a Ryan Johnson movie... I think that's great. And I'm saying this as someone who likes The Last Jedi. I don't think that Ryan Johnson's the type of person who likes to play well with others. And he and he didn't want to use any of the stories that, you know, that uh, JJ set up. So, Yeah. Let's 
Let's just move move on now. Let's move on now. Uh oh wait, I, I'm actually hearing from Big Screen Leaks on Twitter. Uh, so Big Screen Leaks says now that it's delayed, it's a good time to mention that the film wasn't just delayed because of Jenkins' schedule, but that production of Rogue Squadron isn't going well behind the scenes. It was never going to be ready to shoot next year. So that's very different. That's very very different. I don't know what to make of this. I really don't. I am really hoping that the movie's even still happening. And I I think it is. I I think it is. Um, Yeah. So here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking, so right now, because this also depends on Gal Gadot's schedule for Wonder Woman. I think maybe Wonder Woman 3 is probably going to get 2023 release date or maybe early 2024. And man, this might... This might be late a while. This might be the 2025 movie and then maybe Taika gets pushed to 26 or maybe Taika gets moved up. But I don't think that Taika can really, can really make a Star Wars movie in just two and a half years. Because I don't think that Taika is going to be starting on Rogue Squad... On, on his movie, Sorry. Uh, not not Rogue Squadron. I don't think that Taika's starting on his movie until after Thor Love and Thunder comes out next summer. So, we will see what happens with Taika. Uh, but Taika, I think, can make a movie pretty fast. Taika just seems like he's that kind of director, but he also seems like he can, that like he really wants to make a great film. With his Star Wars movie. Wants to do something different. So. I really don't know what the schedule is going to be now. I I really don't. I don't think this movie's coming out. I don't think the, the Rogue Squadron's out in 2024. I really don't. So. I hope it still happens. And maybe it's turned into like a Disney Plus movie. Or or what. Or or. Or, or, or maybe she like executive produces this as a as a Disney Plus series. I don't know, but we, we'll see what happens. I hope that she gets to tell the story. I really do hope that she gets to tell the story. So yeah, all right. Let's. Uh, oh wait, actually, we have one more thing. One more thing right here. This we got some set photos. Got set photos for the Mandalorian season three. It's come to us from Bestman Bulletin. Um, it's just some pic. It's just a picture of a Mandalor of a guy in Mandalorian armor. Uh, on a blue screen set. That's about all we have. And he's not Pedro Pascal. But the armor is shiny, so it it does look a little bit like the Din Djarin armor, except you know the chest plate's a little bit too small. This could be just may maybe didn't suit at this point in season three. But yeah, I don't really know. I, I really don't know. So we're getting set photos now for Mando season three, and I'm super, super happy about that. You guys know that I'm incredibly excited for the third season of Mandalorian. I'm absolutely... I'm just so excited because I love season... I, 
I just really love the show and I want the show to just be great. So we've actually also got some, we've also got some listener feedback to go over. This is f- from Twitter. Uh, it's from, if my, the tweets load, I can pull it up. The, all right, uh, let's pull this up now. Um, all right, got it. So, Jedi Master Fish, uh, responded to my tweet just posting the Boba Fett episode last week, uh, saying, I, I agree that Star Wars does really well on TV, How, however, I love Star Wars movies, and, and I hope Disney can find a good balance. Also, you seem very hopeful that we'll get a, we'll get a lot of Star Wars m- marketing. I've been disappointed with the amount recently. And hopefully this is a turning point for SW marketing. I respond to that by saying, I think that hashtag Star Wars as a concept works better on television. Yes, I absolutely love the films, but TV as a medium allows for more, better, and diverse storytelling. But stories should be in the medium in which they can thrive the best. Uh, and then I just asked if I can bring someone on this week's episode. Uh, she says, absolutely. I'm, and then goes on to say, I mostly agree, but I think Star Wars movies still have a place, and I hope they never get phased out completely. And then I just f- finished off by saying, Star Wars will always be a movie franchise, and television will always be referred to as a spinoff. The films will always confer, come first, and I'm excited for Rogue Squadron. Taika Waititi is the best director to work today, and Kevin Feige is a masterful producer. The future is bright. So basically... With the marketing thing. What I was talking about last week was I feel... I feel all... F- and looking at just the Marvel shows, because there have been so many Marvel shows here on Disney+. Plus. We got, one, we got one vision in January. In March, we got the Falcon Lunar Soldier. We got Loki in June. And then in August, we got What If. And we're getting Haw- Hawkeye in like two weeks. Um, now... All four of these shows have been marketed. And I think, honestly, everything from Marvel's ever been marketed as the universe changes now. And I've been feeling, because I feel like, I felt like all four of these shows have been really, have been treated like really big event series. I feel like the three live action ones, yes, because WandaVision was, you know, it was the first Marvel thing in a year and a half. Yes, that should be marketed a lot. Falcon Winter Soldier was really, really important for setting up what the Avengers are going to be in the future. No spoilers. And then Loki sets up No Way Home. It sets up Multiverse of Madness. It sets up Ant-Man Quantumania. Yeah, I feel like that should be marketed also. But then what if is being marketed also as a big event series? And the show just wasn't that. I'm not here to speak about the quality of what if. You can, can go and check out another Marvel podcast if you want to hear my thoughts on that, on that show because all my episode reviews are now streaming on there. And I don't think that's... I think that if Star Wars markets all of their upcoming shows as really big events, that's going to be a problem. The Book of Boba Fett, I feel, will be marketed as a big event series because it's a spin-off of the Mandalorian and will have been the first live action Star Wars in over a year. 
I think Andor is going to get a good amount of marketing because just at the beginning. And then I feel like a lot of that marketing is going to die down. Because I, I don't think people are going to be caring about Andor as much. And I think that's sad because I'm really excited for that show. Really excited for Andor. Kenobi. Truthfully, I don't think Kenobi needs any marketing. Everyone's going to... Uh, obviously, not everyone in the world is going to watch Kenobi. But a whole lot of people are going to watch Kenobi. whole lot of people. It's going to be one of the most watched drama series of all time. And I, I, I really don't think there's any question about that. I really don't. So, I think Kenobi is going to get a lot. I don't think it needs it, though. I don't think there's going to be that much for Bad Batch Season 2. Mando will absolutely... Get, get a ton. I think the marketing is really good. And I don't want them to market them all as a big series. I kind of want there to just be a show that kind of just slides in under the radar like the Acolyte or something. I don't know. that. That's just where I am on it. So, you guys just let me know what you think. Just, you know, respond on some of these episodes, the, the, these tweet announcements on Twitter. Or send in a, an email to the podcast, tuscanradio.gmail.com. And because I really do like to talk about your feedback. So, yeah. Uh, Now, let's get into the movie this week. I'm going to start this off by saying that I absolutely love the Clone Wars animated series. That show made me a fan. The, the, the Clone Wars animated series made me a Star Wars fan. And... It's... The, the movie... Is just an utter disappointment. But I think that the silver lining here in this movie... In the Clone Wars movie... Is that it shows you just how far Star Wars animation has come between the movie in 2008 and the final season in 2020. Where a lot of people have, and, and I, I, do, I, I have this also, the Clone Wars movie is my least favorite Star Wars movie. I feel like it's like that for a lot of people. So. Yeah, it's it is a, a a lot, I think. But you know, I I I always do try and find the silver lining in all of Star Wars. So having this set the precedent, I think, and then having the show not immediately, but the show. Having going going through its growing growing pains, I think in the first season and a half, and getting the second half of season two, and that's when I think the show gets really good. It doesn't get great until the season three though. The third season, and I'd honestly say just the beginning of season three is great. I love those first couple episodes of season three, but this movie is just not good. 
The Clone Wars movie is just not good. The animation so clunky. The story is... The story is not terrible. But you can really tell that this movie is just three episodes strung together. And George is like, Alright, well, uh, I got these three episodes. They're very uh, cinematic. Yeah, it's just in my opinion. So let's... uh, Let's just change it around a little bit. Turn it into a film. Put it out there. The nerds will go see it, I guess. I don't know. George. You know what? To, you know, at, at the end of the show, I'm going to play about two minutes. I got two minutes or so of really great George Lucas audio. Just George Lucas doing funny things. We're, 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 we're going to watch that at the end of the podcast. Um, the, the, the thing I hate the most about this movie... And I don't hate this movie. I, I don't hate it. It's the worst Star Wars movie by far, but I don't hate it at all. The worst thing about this movie, I feel, is the music. I think that the music in this movie really sucks because it's not Star Wars music. It's all heavy metal guitar. And... I just really don't believe that that fits what Star Wars is and is meant to be. So, yeah. That's really, I think, going to do it for... This review of the Clone Wars movie, it's, and also, I also love this, I'd also like to say, it shows how far Ahsoka Tano's come as a character. It really does show us just how far Ahsoka Tano has come. Ahsoka's my favorite Star Wars character, guys. You know that very well about me. That Ahsoka's my favorite Star Wars character. Um, but this movie just makes her seem like an annoying little kid. So, yeah, that's really just going to do it, guys. I'm sorry, it's just, I don't have that much to say about this movie. It's just not a good Star Wars movie. So, as promised, everyone, here we go. It's about two full minutes here of George Lucas just being George Lucas. Pulled from TikTok. This is not mine, I did not make this. George Lucas being a comedian for two I think it's two... R4 is really an R2 painted red, isn't it? Careful what you're saying about R4. Because you can get popped on the head real quick. Actually, we could have got the end. We just tried. Okay, okay, that was great. Great, great. No direction for you. I don't really care about you. I don't care what happens to you. No, I'm not going to keep doing that, guys. You know, this is $200 a signature, so why don't you just go out and get a job? 1994. Today is my first day of writing the new Star Wars series. All I need is an idea. Green and blue, bad guys are red. 
That's just the way it works. No purple left? You, you might get purple. I want you to get out of this office right now. I'm sorry, Zed. No way. You brought no it way. Out. out. Oh, sorry. We'll have him, like, burned and... Well, I don't even know who that guy is. Well, pyroprocessing. The interesting thing is they call it pyroprocessing, but it's a molten salt process. They're dissolving this thing in a molten salt. And back in the documentary. You have every honor that a man could have. You've got almost Oscars. No. No Oscar. No Oscars. And now, 65 years later, people are still asking me if I knew it was going to be that big of a hit. Yes, I knew. We all knew. The only one who didn't know was George. We kept it from him because we wanted to see what his face looked like when it changed expression. <laughs> Not to mention... You had the unmitigated gall to let that chick, the new girl who plays my mother, Queen Amadillo, or whatever her name is, she wears a new hairstyle and outfit practically every time she walks through a door. I mean, I bet she even got to wear a bra, even though you told me I couldn't because there was no underwear in space. course that last one talking that was of course the the late carrie fisher <laughs> who always gives george the middle finger thing that was so funny so so great so guys i think that's gonna and, and and for those of you who want to see the video I'll, I'll try and tweet it out so yeah that's gonna do it for the podcast this week guys we're gonna be back We've got a lot of podcasts coming uh, this weekend, uh, probably gonna release some one a day is, is, is my thought for all the trailers and stuff. I don't think we're going to do stuff for the sizzles, but yeah, uh, and or trailer, Kenobi trailer, Bad Batch trailer. If those happen we get them covering them here on the podcast. So that's actually going to do it for the, I think I've said this before on this one this week guys, but that's going to do it for the show. Thank you so, so much for listening. I'm Drew Gretsch. Uh, I think I've already plugged everything. Go and check out another Marvel podcast if you're a big Marvel fan or if you want to hear another two very diverse takes on Eternals, you can go and check that out. The instant take and the full review. Uh, I think that's all I really got to say, guys. So thank you so, so much for listening. May the force be with you always. I have spoken.